and we're go. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> I am Quentin, a.k.a. Tall Man Tarot, and this is... I'm going with Topaz Danny, representing Topaz Apothecary. Ay. And we'd like to welcome everybody back uh, to our little discussion that we have um, every once in a while. And, every uh, once in a while. We'll get better. Every once in a while. It'll yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be more... Uh, more frequent yeah and consistent and consistent that's yeah. right yeah 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 so what are we what are we doing this time we are talking about what is witchcraft and in parentheses it says according to danny which i did type but you made me okay cool so this is good this mm -hmm. is good because mm -hmm. that means that you are going to give us in your opinion the definition of witchcraft and then your take on witchcraft yeah so first and foremost starting out what is witchcraft yeah i mean i guess i didn't sit and like read around on it but and i mean in preparation for this exact podcast witchcraft is um essentially if, the best way i could put it is it's ritualistic um, endeavors to get stuff done and it's usually by use of herbs and props and substances and things depending on how you're practicing so there's differences between witches shall we say what, yeah there's all different witches i mean here's the thing this is like a big rabbit hole because people are crazy about how they gatekeep, in my opinion, um, what being a witch means. I don't personally identify myself like, hey, what's up? I'm a witch. I would say I guess I'm witchy to other people's perspective. Right. But people are like, I'm a water witch. I'm a kitchen witch. Kitchen, I'm yeah. a green witch. I don't know. Green witches do the garden stuff. Kitchen witches do the cooking stuff. Water witches, obviously, self-implied. So, and of I, course, you know. with each one of those, it's like if you choose to do something wicked with your kitchen witch things, like uh -huh. if you're using it to, let's say, make someone fall in love with you, you make them, you prepare them a meal with whatever things that are deemed. Oof, you just yeah. picked that one right out. Well, I'm, you know, kitchen witch, I would think that if you were doing it in a bad way that you would be trying to, like I've heard of people uh, of course, it's like a myth or whatever that women what put like blood in the Menstrual food. Blood? For, yeah, That's for the men to make yeah. the men, you know, okay. fall in love with them or to gain control of the he man. He said it, not me. In some kind of way. And then like there's, what would you do on the the good witch side of the kitchen witch? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Is it for health? Like what, what is well, it for? Well, so like I wouldn't say I'm specifically a kitchen witch if I had to buy into those classifications. So I don't exactly know what a kitchen witch would say. So don't slay me, kitchen witches out there mm. in the ethers. But um, I don't know, infuse your, your food with love. And then, you know, there's herbs for protection. There's spices for different things. Um, and then you would just you know, put those into your recipes with intent, I guess. So if you wanted a promotion or something, then I would put an abundance herb or seasoning or spice in whatever I was cooking for you to help you accomplish that feat. That would okay. be my take on it. Okay. So what about, like, the the witches that, like, do things to, like, harm people? Let's talk about what, what kind yeah. of, like, what well, is that about? So those are dark witches. So there's, like, a spectrum, like, with anything in spirituality, there's a spectrum, right? Like, I consider myself a pretty gray person. Um, I said person, not witch. Eh? 
Um, and that just means that I integrate both practices into my own and I stay as center as possible because I see the benefit in either side. Uh, somebody that's doing more dark and shadow work in their witchcraft, yeah, they give like zero fucks about harm and usually don't care or believe in the tenfold rule. Some say threefold, some say tenfold, like what you do comes back tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that too. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really have an opinion on it. I just try to like do no harm, take no shit. So I, I wonder if that's like a buildup of karma. If you do the bad things, right, and it doesn't come back to you due to your like protection that you keep sure. you know, putting on yourself or whatever, I would imagine that it, it turns into a, a buildup, like a you snowball. You would think, right, and with at anything some else. Point, yeah. At some point, it has to come back in some kind of way, right? You would think. I, I would think, right? Right. I, but I don't, I don't like when people like associate like fixed outcomes and concrete numbers onto anything spiritual or esoteric because I feel like there's so much um, personality to personal practice. Like I can't be defined that way personally. Right. Okay, so let's move over to like the, the garden. The, the, the garden like how you know let's I don't talk even about know that. I don't even I mean they just grow stuff I think they're like the kitchen which is cooking with the stuff and they're the ones growing it and you can grow um, like rosemary on your property in certain areas to protect the land you know that your house and garden and stuff is on I don't know too much about it because I can't keep a plant alive to save myself <laughs> so I'm definitely not a garden. Okay, so there's plants that you can plant and like strategically locate in your yard to to protect your home and and property. Definitely. And beyond that, there's like the money trees. Everybody knows those. You see them at like what is seven mile fair by us? Bamboo, right? All of that stuff is prosperity bearing. And then there's different things for protection. There's a plant called Abre Camino, which means open the way. And a lot of people take a bath with that herb dried. And that is to um, get rid of obstacles in your path, Mm. things like that. I don't know. See, like, this is all, like, witchcraft 101, and it's not really my perspective, so. Right, right, right. And I just, I feel like, um, well, I, in my opinion on witchcraft, I feel like it's every, it's it's everything, right? It's it's whatever your intention is, right? right? You are the magician. You are the witch. You, It's whatever, like, I can take this pencil and say, well, every time I use this pencil, something great is going to happen. Yeah. And some people would deem that as some kind of witchcraft, but if they didn't know that I was doing that, then that it would just be, you know, so it's kind of weird like that to me. So I don't, I wouldn't know how to really speak about witchcraft and things and that's why we you know kind of put it over into your area a little bit because you you may have had you know more experiences with that kind of thing so there's a podcast that got turned into a show on netflix called the midnight gospel Mm. and i don't remember exactly which episode it is but it's the one with the cats on the boat and he the gentleman uh, that was featured in that talk he speaks at length about spelling Um, Spelling in its very nature is basically speech, all things thought. And you say, oh, I'm spelling a word. Well, where do you think that originated from, right? Like speech carries the frequency and is a vehicle for setting an intention and then manifesting. Like it's all manifesting work. And that's what I think witchcraft is, right? It's just concentrated ritual and action of tangible objects and items to strengthen your intention and to cue your psychology into like, you know, getting, getting shit done so that you can believe and invest in yourself. Okay, so you um, pretty much run an apothecary, right? Mm. Yeah. Apothecary is literally the old, old, old-fashioned word for natural um, medicines or holistic helps. 
Would you say that that could be linked to witchcraft oh, in some yeah. kind of way? So if anybody's a fan of Outlander, I am great show. Um, she, uh, that's part of what I get all the time in rep. People are always like, oh, you remind me from the girl, you remind me of the girl from Outlander. And there's an apothecary in there and she's called a white witch. She's not a witch. Claire is not a witch. She's a time traveler. Hmm. But... Yeah, the, the association is always present between those two things, it seems. So it's something like using natural mm-hmm. herbs and stuff like that to yeah. with an intention. So when these things are being created in an apothecary and you're putting your intention on this. Yeah, I'm witching all over this bitch. Okay. Definitely. Right. And so, witching and bitching. And, and, you know, that's see what I mean? So it's like a lot of people associate witchcraft with bad every yeah, time. It's, no. it's always like bad. Like there's no Mm-mm. difference between, there's no different sectors, you know. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy and I don't I wonder if it'll ever change well it's being I feel like they're ill-informed but like you know the witches is paganism is like one of the oldest actual religions on earth that was widely practiced and is still widely practiced and it gets such a bad rep because people don't understand but half of the Christian and Catholic holidays have a pagan base um Ostre was Easter I recommend another show right all these shout outs today American Gods really hashes out some of that. I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, it's of that great. Show. It's a when great show. When it first show. started, yeah. Super valid. And that guy's, you know, Cool, really that's strong. crazy. <laughs> You're rude. Cool, that's <laughs> crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, the episodes that I watched of that show, it was like really like graphically yeah. like sexual and stuff sometimes. Well, that too, and it's like so. it's, it's really, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. I think that that's, that's really cool that we um, at least can help the listeners to discern, you know, good from bad or or be able to make their own decision, at least when it comes down to this word witchcraft, because it's just dark immediately once you hear it. Yeah, which is not true. I mean, like, even for myself, like, I've definitely got a sassy streak in me and I don't do anything negative. Um, That's just my own personal moral code and ethics. And the closest thing I guess I could ever say that I did that would potentially be perceived or could have gone that way is um, like a return to sender or like a, I prefer the term like reflection or mirror jar. But it's just that's protection though, right? I mean, yeah, but... Can you explain to the people what the actual return to sender is so about? Return to sender is a spell work or ritual that's based in when you know that somebody is putting out bad energy or ill wishes or, or anything of that sort to you. Um, you can do some ritual and spell work to basically... You know, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks back to you type stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's like old school. Old school, yeah. Uh, um, no, but, you know, and in my case, so, like, I didn't exactly do it as return to sender as that, I would say. Like, it wasn't so much by the books. So that's why I say, like, reflection or a mirror jar, which is just... My jar wasn't activated unless that person continued to carry themselves in the way which was harmful to me in general. If they decided to elevate their sense of self and act right and do better, then it was void. Hmm. But at any point in time were they not doing that, whether it was specifically to me or just in general, then the jar would stay active and basically you know, accumulate and throw back that energy to them. So let's say one of the listeners here they have an issue with they feel that someone is sending energy towards them um do you have anything like that here at topaz apothecary that you could help those listeners so we have everything but let me be clear if you come in here asking about some crazy stuff i'm not gonna help you i will not be an accomplice to murder no i'm just kidding not murder but anything i just don't want the bad juju not yours not mine not nobody's but if you want to come in here educated yourself 
and buy the things that you may need, are those things individually present? The answer is yes. Okay, so you guys don't really just make a like a, a return to sender package that they can take home with no, them or whatever I'm not doing, and, nope. and make it happen. I'm not whatever. big on that. I do do kits for like a lot of things, ritual kits. So I have like a baby witch kit. I have an altar kit. I do put together like prosperity jar kits, um, stuff like that. But they're usually positive things. Intention candles I make into a kit instead of just pouring them myself okay. or ourselves. I like people to do their own work. I want you to get into the ritual. That's the whole point. Like the ritual and the action and the tangibles are what charge your brain up into believing that you're po- capable. Right, but you do have that information just in case they yeah, did want to come I in and, and you know inquire about these kind of things, right? Correct. Right. Cool. What else about witchcraft should we get into here? I, I mean, it's that, that was kind of like covering like the the basis of things. You know, we um, it's such a deep. I was gonna say it's a deep. It's hole. it's a very deep thing to get into, and yeah. unfortunately, we don't have like all the the time to go into every single faction of witchcraft or whatnot i mean i guess like the key essentials if i i I struggle with like taking on any titles or roles concretely myself because i can do what i want whenever i want and that can change um so that's why i don't like the title witch and stuff but if i had to pick like bare essentials to start working with um altar spaces are super important in my personal practice um, I use a lot on my altar space. Um, the one we have here in shop, I refresh every season as a whole, um, but I add and subtract things from as I feel it and depending on what I'm working on. Um, I do like a all-in-one altar, but a lot of people um, and people practicing, they do like concentrated altars. Mm. What is that? What, what would that be? So there's something called a Bagua map. This is not necessarily relevant to witchcraft, but I think, like I said, I mix and match, and I think it's a good, valid thing. Um, it lays out like your home or space into sections, and then it tells, basically, says like what area of the home should be responsible for which section of life, like wealth and prosperity, love and romance. And on that Bagua map, you want to make sure that you have things to anchor that intention down in that room or space. And then if there's like some a space that's not covered like for example your house doesn't have a left corner i mean obviously it does but you know like how the blueprint lays mm-hmm. um then you have to do a little something extra like put a mirror in the room of the other space okay that to, sounds like, like this goes deep yeah. it does to compensate <laughs> and i'm not a big fan of mirrors so that's is that like feng shui too it like, is kind of like, like feng shui yeah it's real similar mm. but there's some relevance to that and that's why i think like don't be close-minded in your you know, perspective or, or practice because you can gain so much from so many different cultures and things. And I just say always be respectful of um, cultural appropriation. Make sure you're respecting the people you're grabbing the practices from. Make sure you're not deviating um, from that as a practice and of itself, like the integrity. Right. See, that, see that's my thing right there. <clears throat> you know, people, people have these things and these instructions and directions on how to do these mm-hmm. things. But witchcraft to me is like truly completely whatever you want it to be so you can just say and do whatever you want and it works like that now there's like this way that's already boilerplate witchcraft and then there's this (laughs) open wide vast variety of things that you can do with your own intentions to make things happen and that's why i don't really um get into it because i feel like it's just a word that's being placed on something that is a 
it's either it's like a gift or it's just an innate ability to to do yes. things you know with our intentions yeah you know what i mean totally 100 yeah so i mean i like it I, I like that we got a chance to talk about this because it's a lot of people that don't know about this kind of thing you know but um what we're gonna do is let's move over to let's the card the card of the, the month card of the, the month. card of the month and uh the card of the month is temperance right all right so i'm gonna do um in the upright, and then I'm going to do in the reverse, yes. okay, for those that need to know these things. So in the upright, the temperance resembles patience, harmony, bringing together into perfect union, management, compatibility, adjustment, good influence, a fortunate omen, mm. and a successful combination. Like that. Right, right, right. And then uh, all the temperance. And then uh, in the reverse, oh, it boy. resembles discord disunion conflict of interest hostility inability to work with others difficulty in understanding others and also a loner um, I, I believe this is a card of the sagittarius as well like when you see this it yeah it, you know, it that makes sense have you ever seen an unbalanced sag yikes <laughs> Seem to be all I've seen, but you know, no oh, offense shit. to no offense Shots to Sagittarius is out there and, and stuff like I'm gonna that. I'm gonna tell you what though, from now on, just based on this, I'm gonna be out here saying to people when they're not acting right, yo, your temperance is flipped. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I see it during a reading, it lets me know that um the, the, the person that I'm reading for needs to um try to get out into nature and do a bit more of, of meditating to try to um let go of whatever has been giving them issues in Ground life yourself. grounding that yeah. resembles grounding to that me temperance sense. does a lot yeah. so whenever that comes up in a reading it feels like that's something that's needed to be said at that time <gasps> but that's me i'm an intuitive reader and yes. you know all of these meanings kind of mean that one thing to me and i can go into many different branches off of needing to ground yourself yeah. and do you know all the things like self-care oriented to help you become more balanced you know what i mean yeah. But yeah. I so. want to touch on that again really quick, real quick, real quick, deviate. Um, we are intuitive readers and channelers above all else. Did we learn the deck? Do we know the deck? The answer is obviously yes, but um, both of us, we read each our own way, but we read in a way where it's very specific and personal to the individual across the table and what we're pulling down from spirit as a message. And the cards are just a map. I know I said that in the first place, but I really want to drive that home um, because there is a literal absolute way to read and then there's metaphorical which is kind of more an evolving way to read and there's not like a lesser or better way to read it's just how we read and it would be more it'd be the less methodical way right right it's all subject to judgment but you do it your way you know however you do it however spirit speaks to you and you get the message across that's what's important here at the end of the day yep and we're both out here doing doing the damn thing so all right, um, I'm being cued by Quentin to stay on paper. I hope you all heard that little whisper in the background. Papa says you got to stay on task. Um, my crystal of the month was supposed to be Snowflake Obsidian, but I'm going to... I'm going to jump the script just to make it mad. And I'm going to sit with uh, some regular obsidian, just some good old obsidian. Um, it was one of the first crystals that I actually started doing active psychic work with. Um, I had a crazy experience that began with the song Obsidian by Trevor Hall. 
And so that's another whole story for a different day. But it's a crystal near and dear to my heart is the point. And obsidian is a great scrying stone. It's a good protection stone, but I th I personally feel it's um it's it's sharp. It's harsh, right? Like Hold on. So what's scrying for the people that don't oh, know what scrying is? It's another form of div divination. Um you want to make spirit contact and kind of get yourself into channeling. You can peer deeply into your obsidian um like a black mirror and you know see what reaches out for you. I heard people do it with like um is it candles and yeah. water as well, all right? All sorts of different, yeah, all manner of different things. So, again, um, this is yeah. a, a way of divination that however it, however you do Interpret this. Interpret it and it yeah, feels however good. Yeah, you do yep. it, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So, I um, highly recommend it. Now, I have a big old chunk of obsidian here on my reading table that was gifted to me by a friend. And I have my first ever piece here in the shop, too. And I have cut myself on it because it's technically um, natural glass. So, it's sharp. So, um, 10 out of 10, one of my faves. Do more research, jump down that hole, get you a piece, and scry those eyes into it. And you have plenty of that available here at yes, Topaz Apothecary, course. right? We got all the things. Word. That's and if good. we don't got it, we can get it. Okay. I might have to get myself some of that. I don't have any. I don't think I have, have any. obsidian? I have black obsidian. Yeah, that's I have black a obsidian. necklace. Yeah. yeah. I was referencing. There's Okay, so I should have said more. Black obsidian is what I was speaking to. Yes. Okay. And that, does that have any other property? Like, does it ward off evil spirits and things yeah, like so that? Yeah, so they do. Yeah, they say it's a, it's a big um, protecting crystal. You know, a lot of... I, it is good for warding. A lot of the black ones are really good for um, absorbing and dispelling negativity. Um, I don't know. For me, I just associate obsidian with, like, drums. Like, it's a strong crystal. When I'm channeling and I go into that space and I'm with some obsidian, like, that's the... The experience I have. So it's definitely a strong energy. I prefer it to like a black tourmaline or something. I just feel it's, it's sharper for you. Mm. Gets the job done. All right. Well, I guess this concludes our show for thank you, this thank evening. You. Thank you for coming and listening to us again. We will catch you guys later. Be sure to listen to this several times so that you can really understand what we're, in. yeah, take it all in and, and, and try to learn about this, this world that yeah. we are in, you know? And reach out. Um, we like questions, comments, all that jazz together from the podcast platform. Otherwise, we both each have our pages. He has Tall Mantero and we have Topaz Apothecary over here so we are available there to some degree and obviously always able to be booked to discuss more right and hey, again hey. thank you guys for coming thank out you. see you next time bye